Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Steve Cherico, and this is Brad Skelly. It is good to be here. It is good to be here. Welcome back. It is a wonderful day today. Yeah, in Tennessee it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know across the country. Do you know what the weather's like across it the country? It is a beautiful day today. It is. <laughs> no yes. time stamping, no date stamping. Nope. It is just gorgeous. <laughs> it is gorgeous today. I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. Absolutely. Wherever you're listening, if you're driving or Absolutely. sitting in your office, at home, yep. you know, late at night, putting you to sleep. We're glad you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're listening. Watching. Watching. YouTubing. YouTube. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Get those YouTube analytics up for us. <laughs> From three to five. Uh-huh. <laughs> we awesome. need it. We need it. Thanks, everybody. Tayana's giving us hand signals right now. Uh-huh. Mayday, mayday. Exactly. Land the plane, end the episode. This is going nowhere. Oh, man. Well, glad to be back. Uh, you got any announcements this week? Uh, the usual. Okay. Um, scholarship applications are open. Awesome. So advertise that to your high school seniors. Get those in. Uh, we've we've got them started. They're they're coming. It's great. Got some great applications in already. It's great. Um, as said before, we're locking in the details. We're hoping to give eleven away. Come on, man. this year. So um, at the moment, optimistically, I mean, we don't have eleven applications yet. So mm. everybody who applies gets one if all things come to pass. You call your daughters. I'll call my son. <laughs> Tell them year two is completely If they were high school seniors. Oh, shoot. Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right. That was last year. Okay. Just checking. But uh, yeah, uh, that's out there. We did a save the date already for spring meetings. Yep. Uh, those are coming up here in May down in Decatur, Alabama and South Florida for chapters. If you're running traction with our district yep. or as a chapter even inviting you in running traction, we're going to do that the third week in May. So nice. Got those dates out there uh, for you as staff and other volunteers who want to come and just evaluate the year and make goals for next year. That's great. And if you're new to us and don't know where to find these things, Mm -hmm. firstparty.club. You can scroll to the bottom and it has all the tabs, has all the information. We'll get you just about anything you're looking for. Or our socials, Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Those type of things are out there, I believe. I could glance over at Tayana, but then I wouldn't be looking at a camera to know for sure. But um, those type of things get out there once in a while as cool. well. Okay. FP right. of America. FP America. of America. Yep. Cool. So what do we got going on today? Uh, we're continuing the conversation. We had okay. Larry on last week. Yep. What a guy. Well, he's in my area. And no wonder. I'm, I'm a fan. Right? As that, you should be. That's a club coach who gets it done. That's right. That's right. If you have not listened to last week's episode, go back, do Definitely. so. You missed a good one. Definitely. Um, skip this, hit pause, go back, listen. Jump right in. We're going to continue talking today about church partnerships, local church, pro-church, yep. multi-church, yep. all the, the angles that we market ourselves with to say we're about the local church. Yep. So. Well, and just really engaging the local church with the idea that school ministry is not just important, it's critical. Correct. It's crucial. Correct. It is. Right. It is. My analogy with that, um, I don't know that I've said this on the podcast before, but it's the Dead Sea analogy, right? Oh, I'm ready. Why is that sea dead? It's because it doesn't have any tributaries out, right? Um, Everything comes in, yeah. nothing goes out. So it just gathers all the, when you just have stuff going in, you just gather all the junk, right? Got it. Uh, a lot of ministries, student ministries are the same. They gather students in, yeah. but then they don't send them back out. And that's really when we want to talk about engaging churches in school ministry, it's sending those students back out to the school. That's the tributary back out. Not saying you're getting rid of all the junk, right? (laughs) The analogies only go so far, but it's that outflow for your student ministry to to come full circle back in again, right? It's to keep the ministry healthy and regenerate itself and 
and breathe life into into what you're doing as a ministry. You're right. And I don't know if you remember this, but when we when we recorded with Ben Trueblood from Lifeway Student Ministries yeah. a couple maybe a year ago now, close to a year Probably ago. Probably about a year ago. Ben was talking about the latest set of research they had done mm-hmm. uh, when it came to why students either leave or or their faith is sticky yep. when they go off to college. Mm-hmm. And there were three things, but one of those three was that a youth ministry makes their daily life missional, mm-hmm. right? Whatever their daily activity is, whether it's their ball team, whether it's the school, the scholastics and the academics, or th- that they have a missional component mm-hmm. to the way they engage students, so that it is not just inward, it's outward. And what it does is causes students to engage their faith on a greater level. Yeah. Thus, when they go out on their own, it's no longer something they're trying to figure out and, and they're trying to figure it out, but it's no longer something that they walk away from. Now it's something they walk into. Hey, I, every opportunity for me is an opportunity to share about Jesus. Yeah. Sticky faith. It's sticky faith. That's right. That's right. And if you want to pause for a minute and say, YPS registrations are open and you will be in Nashville yeah. again, you talk yeah. about Ben Trueblood, yeah. come visit us, come check that out. I believe slulead.net. Dot org. Dot org. Yeah, slulead.org. And, and well, actually, the first party team will be in Dallas. Okay. They'll be in South Florida at the Orlando one, and we'll be at Nashville. There you go. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be at two of the three of those, which is super big benefit. Right. Excited about that. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah, come check us out there. You might be able to get on a podcast. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, another, another layer to the discussion engaging the local church is just that there is such mutual benefit, right? Okay. You talked about the benefit of the idea of the churches, right? Getting that, but there's also a benefit to the ministry. Yeah. <clears throat> We're really clear in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12 about the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? And what the students don't know, because they don't know what they don't know, mm-hmm. is when they walk on campus, they're not just three or four kids from a youth group out at a school campus. Yeah. There's a body of believers that they, again, they've probably seen at the dance studio. They've probably seen out at a restaurant. They just... There's not been a connection point, yep. right? So here's this mutual benefit where it also gr- grows the ministry on the campus. It grows the gospel being alive on the campus. Mm-hmm. So when we say to local churches, hey, we need you to be involved. There's a mission field. Da, da. We're, we're also talking about the fact that there is benefit to the mission on the field itself as yeah. well. Oh, for sure. Because you choose to engage. Mm-hmm. Well, and your story reminds me of being at, at Sioux Falls and my church up there walk into the room, there's 60 kids sitting in the room, mm-hmm. but they go to 16 different schools and they do feel alone. You know, there's some of them are on the basketball team. Some of them are on the volleyball team. Some of them are in the band. Some of them don't have aren't in sports. They don't yeah. have a thing, but yeah. you know, they don't feel like there is a body of believers at their school uh, because they're told they can't talk about it. Yeah. And so they don't. And then they, they get isolated. And this is a remedy to that for the students in your ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that we should discuss in the midst of this too is it, one of our uniques, mm-hmm. it's not just ours, but one of our uniques is that we are so local church based that, you know, Connect Week, which is one of our four weeks, right, is all about connecting a student back to the group of students that are going to be on that campus mm-hmm. and then helping them find a home in a local church. Yeah. Right. That we are so keyed in on the four gospels because we can unite the church around the four gospels. Mm-hmm. Everybody can walk in and say we're on the same page there, right? Yep. But then students need to find a community of believers that they're with on a regular basis, which is the local church. Hmm. And so that's one of the things I do appreciate about the ministry is that we are always thinking about, man, how do we help this student go from life here to life out there? 
And that's by plugging them into a local church. It's awesome. And them seeking and searching for it. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to tell a story? I think you should. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm on a lot of newsletters from our chapters and the one that just came yesterday, actually, out okay. of Shreveport. Michael Butler. Michael shout Butler. Out to the, shout, shout, out, shout out to, to Michael. There you yeah, go. yeah. Here we go. Uh, we've seen a girl in our local middle school place her faith in Jesus Christ. Celebrate right there, right? right? We on. start that. Angels did. And is actively searching for a church to attend. Her travel arrangements have hindered her ability to attend some of her friends' churches. Hmm. Her parents don't go to church, mm -hmm. right? And so um, she's not able to get over to her friends' churches all the time, but that has not stopped her from trying. She recently reached out to one of the partner churches because it is close to her house. She does not care if her friends know the friends she knows attend that church. She's simply trying to find a place to grow in her faith. Isn't that cool? Middle school. Middle school. Reached out to a church in her neighborhood to see if she could come attend there. They're looking for churches. Well, Let's they, go. They're looking for identity. They're looking for hope. They're looking for somebody to say you belong. Right? Right? It's Gosh. Crazy. It's crazy. It's why, it's, it's why we engage churches in school ministry. It's because those students in those schools, like you just said, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Yep. We could sing the song, but then everybody'd yep. stop listening. Yep. And uh, we need the church to be there. I think what's neat about that story in particular for me is it is easy to tell the story of being a frustrated, moral human being, being frustrated with the immorality that is alive and well on the school campus. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make this about religion and moral for a minute, right? Sure. It's easy to tell that story of, oh man, kids are a mess. Oh man, kids aren't. Oh man, kids are. That's an easy story to tell. Yep. You have to look very far. Yep. And you get something like this and you're like, oh, you know what the fun story to tell is? They're searching for a group of people that want to invest in them, that want to make them part of their community, right? They're, and so all of a sudden now you're celebrating, the, the church is celebrating what's going on, on the campus, not going, man, I... I got to stay away from that. I, I got to keep my hands right. There's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of mess there, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're like, that mess is bringing life. I, I we, uh, we talked before the podcast about a, um, a celebration that happened in Nashville the past, this past weekend, where it was 12 or 14,000 students, adults, whatever, worshiping together, an all day thing. It was cool. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of that, I had a dad who came up and just started celebrating story after story after story of people that he knew that were in the school system that were students that were like, it's my school, I'm going to do it. Yep. Like he had a celebration mentality about what's going on. So then we tell him our story and he's like, man, I'd be, I'd be nonstop if you guys were in our area. Hmm. Why aren't we there? I'm like, you're yeah. it's a great question. Why aren't we there? <laughs> Why aren't we, need we to there? Fix that, right. We need to yep. fix that. Yep. But it really, it changes the viewpoint yeah. of the local church and those that are on the mission field about, Hey, right. we can talk about all the things that are a problem. And we do. Yeah. It's our job to know the problems. Yep. But we also got to be able to be able to celebrate all of the incredible things God's doing. That's right. When he's doing incredible things in the schools, it's, yeah, it goes back to we're just not there. You're waiting for that moment, for that connection, that relationship yeah. that you just described to say, why aren't we there? It's because we haven't had this moment yet. Yeah. We're having it right now. Let's get over there. Um, let's not be frustrated. We were talking earlier about all the different ministries around the country that are, are doing the same thing we are. Yeah. And it's not frustration. I celebrate it. That's right. I am glad that they're there. Yeah. And part of me says, because I'm lazy and then I don't have to, we don't have to go <laughs> do that much more work, <laughs> right? God is, God is doing his thing yeah. all over the country yeah. and we celebrate that. Um, and let's, 
let's just be where God has called us to be, where he opens those doors and, mm. and he's opening the doors to these schools to, to reap the harvest. That's plentiful. Well, where all that draws me to, Brad, is the reality that I think often, especially in the local church, people get caught up with the fact that it takes money to make mission work. And they're right. Mm -hmm. I send a missionary overseas, I'm going to raise money, right? Mm -hmm. where, where we get caught at moments is the reality that money is not the most important asset that the local church has. Yeah. It's actually their time. Yeah. Right. And I can make more money. I can yeah. raise more money. I can find more people that want to give money. Uh -huh. Right. But finding people that want to give, and here's where it's important for us, local church, those of you who are leading inside the local church, um, here's what's important. A 90-minute a consistent piece of time every week yeah. is far more valuable than what you could give on a weekly basis. We need both. Yep. I got to raise both. Yeah. But the need for, somebody asked me again at that same um, gathering that I was at this past weekend that I mentioned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me about schools, and I said, well, I have seven schools in the waiting. In my metro area, I've got seven principals yep. with faculty ready hmm. that the students just need a club coach. Wow. And I think I picked up two this weekend at that gathering. So that's cool. Nice. Right? Nice. Yeah. But I know those schools by name. I know those principals. I could call and say, hey, next week, I've got this coach who's going to be there. I can get them trained in a week. Right? Yep. The people that are willing to give consistent, small amounts of time for a year, mm -hmm. school year. Yep are the most, to me, the most valuable thing we're looking for right wow. now. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a definitely a way the church can partner with coming into play, right? Whether it be a youth pastor, a parent, uh, any leader and member of a church, right? You're looking for somebody who cares about students and evangelism and is willing to coach these kids into success. That's good. Right? I, you, you bring all that up and it reminds me... Um... As you followed up from that, reminds me of a conversation with my Jacob, who works for us here yesterday. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, I've actually got a win. I said, well, good. Tell me your win. Yep. Every campus that he serves in one particular county now has a club coach. Yeah. A consistent person. But mm -hmm. he, it was his it was his line in sight goal yeah. for this school year. Yeah. He is no longer having to be on any campus on a regular basis. He can go from campus to campus and serve those who are on a regular basis. Yep. It's huge. Well, and... I don't know if you want to get into this much detail, but when you talk about money and time, you're raising both things. Really, the money buys time, yep. right? You're buying Jacob's time right. so he can put 40 hours a week in yep. and network the church. But Jacob can't be in every school. The reason Jacob can oversee 20 to 25 schools, yeah. which is different than some of the other models that are out there, the yeah. reason he can do that is because he's not at those schools 90 minutes like the volunteers at yep. the church are, right? He's yep. empowering the church to come in for 90 minutes, yep. be a part of these students' lives, help them lead, and then they go again. But Jacob is overseeing all of those things, and that's where that you're buying somebody's time so that somebody else can give their time in there. But without that, it just doesn't happen, right? right. They're like, well, what do we need that for? Well, it's because in America, that's not happening. We're all too busy. We're all too yep. distracted. Yep. We're trying to just bring this focus. This is our focus. Yeah. We're buying people's time so that the church can be empowered to send their students to the school. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Which leads us to next week. What's next week? Next week, we've got our next discussion, which will be with Ryan McMichael. Yeah. And he's going to further this conversation about how he actually does church partnership and the territory he's been given for First Friday Greater Nashville. And that's a perfect conversation because he was in the local church. A long time, stepped long out time. here recently and yep. came on with First Party Nashville and I'm looking yep. forward to talking to him. 
So if you're a podcast viewer or listener, you've got some homework because you got to go back and check out Larry mm-hmm. from the week before. And then you got to be prepared, put it on your calendar to grab the next one after this. That's right. It's going to be good. It is good. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. If you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button. It helps us continue to get the word out to other people. And uh, we're just thankful for each one of you. Till next time. <laughs>